and welcome to another episode of Alexis Says. I am your host, Alexis Miguez, and today is part two of Everything Ends. So last week, I talked to you guys about the best endings that I felt existed in TV and film. And, you know, a lot of good ones in there, right? A lot of easy ones to pick out. But what's always most fun for me is complaining about stuff. So this week, I'm going to talk to you guys about what I think are some of the worst endings out there. Now, like I said last week, right? So you want to feel something whenever you have an ending to anything, right? You want to feel some kind of emotion. You want to feel anger. You want to feel happiness. You want to feel something. You don't want to feel that the investment that you put into a TV show or into a movie was for nothing. You don't want something to end and then you're just left with apathy or confusion. Yeah, it's okay to be confused you know, with an ending, if it's asking you like a lot of like high concept questions, but if you're just confused because you don't understand what the hell just happened, then that's not a good ending. So I want to go ahead and talk about what I think are some of the worst endings and hopefully you guys agree. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Let's find out. So the first show that I'm going to start with is something that's very controversial, right? This is a more recent ending. This is something that was very divisive for so many different people. At the time, it was the biggest show in the world, really. And it was that way for a long time since it started back in uh, the early 2010s. And this show is Game of Thrones. Now, I loved Game of Thrones. I really did. I was a huge fan of the show. I got into it around season three, and I never stopped from there. And with the last season, it was just probably the most hyped season of any show in recent memory for me uh, to the point where, you know, we were already having like watch parties for episodes and things like that. There were so many Game of Thrones themed events all over the place, bar crawls and things like that. The show was just an absolute phenomenon. And when we got to the final season, everyone was super excited because we were going to finally get resolutions to so many things that this show had created in past seasons, whether it be the Night King or they were going to finally defeat Cersei, who was going to finally take the Iron Throne. What was finally going to happen? And they fucked it all up. The last season was just not good at all. There was maybe only one good episode in that entire batch, but for the most part, it wasn't good. Uh, it honestly felt like I wasted seven years of my life. You know, it just it felt rushed. It was lazy. It was to the point where they didn't really care what product they were going to release because that's it. They already got our money. So it's like, here you go, guys. Later. We're done. And it, it was very, very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. It, it just felt really rushed in general. right? This was a show where it would take a character an entire season to get from one location to another. The entire season right? to get to one place to another. And by this last season, they got to one place to another in the same episode. Now, they already started that a little bit in the last season. And we were already forgiving of that because it was like, all right, things are moving. Things are moving forward. But to this point, it was just felt so rushed that it was just like, oh, okay, it's weird. And then so many characters started making decisions in the season that didn't fall in line with any of their past decisions. Right? Like, like it just it didn't make any sense, the things that they chose to do in this episode. In the finale in particular, at that point, uh, you deal with Daenerys who has turned mad, right? She's gone crazy. And they laid, they laid breadcrumbs out throughout the entire series really to show that you know she was kind of leaning towards the direction of her father who was known as the mad king but she always kind of retracted back and did something noble and the way that they made her the mad queen in this episode just made no sense 
Right. So the episode before the finale, she has defeated Cersei. She's taken down King's Landing. She's in on her dragon. The whole city is decimated. Right. She's won. It's over. They've surrendered. And then she hears a bell tolling. She hears it, you know, making the sounds and all that stuff. And that, for some reason, makes her snap, get back on the dragon, and just destroy and murder everybody in the city. It was just such a heel turn that it made no sense for how quickly she decided to make that decision. It was just fueled by so much anger by a character who was completely rational up until that point. Nothing had really happened to make her snap like that. So it was very strange. A lot of big conflicts in the show were resolved way too easily as well. The whole thing with the Night King was solved way too quick. We didn't even heard the guy speak. We have no idea what he sounds like. He never said a single word in the entire show. We don't understand what any of his motivations were. It was He was just the big bad. That was it. Even the way he died was kind of dumb. You know, Arya just comes out of nowhere to try and stab him. And it's just like, you don't even show her coming out of nowhere how she get past all the guards. It was just dumb. The episode in general was weird. It was way too dark. You couldn't really see what was going on. It was a huge battle with the White Walkers that nobody really died in. And this was a show that murdered three of the main characters in one episode because it felt like it. And none of the main characters really died in that battle. So it, it was all just, the show was already straying from its path at that point. So getting to the finale, it just did a lot of things that were dumb. So Daenerys is one. It's over. She's gone crazy, though. Jon Snow, previously, before he gets to Daenerys, he had to stop her soldiers from murdering soldiers that had already surrendered only because they were still loyal to Cersei. He had to stop them from murdering them. So he goes to Daenerys. He knows that she's lost it. And he knows that he has to stop her. So what does he do? He kills her, right? Which we knew it was going to happen. It was very telegraphed, right? That's also the thing. The show was also very unpredictable before with what how things would turn out. And this season, you can already tell what was going to happen in the finale very easily, which is very disappointing. So he kills her. And then her dragon shows up, right? You're thinking, okay, he just killed his mother. He's standing over her dead body with a dagger covered in blood. Dragon's going to eat him. You know what the fucking dragon does? It burns down the Iron Throne behind John. It burns down the very thing that caused his mother to do the things that she did. All of a sudden, this dragon understands symbolism. And that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And then it just proceeds to take her dead body and fly away. And that's it. What was he going to do with the body? Was he going to eat her then? That was dumb. So, after that, the screen fades to black. You know, you don't know what happens with Jon Snow. And then it just fast forwards to some random time period. Who knows if it's like a few weeks, months, who knows? John's locked up. He's locked up. He's not dead. Even though he literally stopped soldiers that surrendered from being murdered just because they were loyal to the enemy. And yet he's just locked up because he, even though he murdered the queen. So throughout all this, he's locked up. Tyrion is trying to basically barter for his life. Uh, just like some big siege happened, apparently. The other lords of the land came to try and stop Daenerys' army, which makes it's just all just so badly written. So Tyrion is bartering for his life, and then he basically nominates a new king. Mind you, Jon Snow, the whole point of this show was to show you that Jon Snow was the true heir to the Iron Throne, right? His, his dad was a Targaryen. His mother was a Stark. He was the true heir. Not mentioned one time during that speech that Tyrion made about picking a new king. Not said once. And this is something that was shoved in our faces basically from the beginning of the damn show. And it meant nothing in the end. In the end, he nominates Bran as the king. Bran. Someone who literally said in, I think, the first or second episode of this last season that he didn't want to be king of anything. He didn't want to be Lord of Winterfell. He didn't want it because he was the three-eyed raven. Bullshit. He just wa- he wanted to be king of everything. He just lied so that you guys would get him there and make him king. So dumb. <laughs> it, it was so annoying, dude. Uh, and uh, it was, oh my god, bro. It, it bothered me so much. And just like a lot of the character deaths who didn't make any sense either. They killed Cersei and Jaime with like rocks falling on them. And then the finale, they showed the rock pile, right, that killed them. 
And it's like the only pile of rocks in that entire area. It's like if they had moved 10 feet to the fucking right, they would still be alive. It, it was just so poorly done. You could tell the writers that at that point just didn't care. It was their last season. They had gotten all their money. They were basically living off now the money that they got from the Star Wars trilogy contract that they had signed with Disney. So they were like, all right, screw you guys. We're out of here. They just basically blew all that money on cocaine and wrote that season as quickly as they could and got out. And honestly, it, it was it was the absolute worst. I really did feel like I wasted just seven years of my life on that show. So I, I definitely put that as one of the worst endings of any show I've ever seen in my life. Now, another TV show that didn't have a good ending at all, but also I don't think was a really good show from the start, was How I Met Your Mother. Uh, so I was personally never a fan of the show. I never really saw it in its entirety, but my wife was a fan. And, you know, we were starting a day at the time. So, you know, I wanted to impress her. So I watched the show with her. And we saw the finale together, and it was it was just a dumpster fire. It wasn't good. So the whole point of the show was basically how this total loser, this guy named Ted Mosby, somehow got this poor woman to have sex with him and have children with him. And the show is about him telling his children about how he met their mother, hence the title. And, you know, the show had a lot of twists and turns, you know, kind of boring stuff. Um, but in the finale, he doesn't wind up with the love of his life on the show, a character named Robin, who's basically the Rachel to his Ross. He doesn't wind up with her. She winds up marrying the Joey of the show, this guy named Barney Stinson. And then the finale turns out they didn't work out. They got divorced. Right. So Robin's single again. And then he's telling the kids the story of how he met the mother. And then the kids like, why aren't you with Aunt Robin? We know you love her. But then you're wondering what happened to the mother. The mother's dead. They, they killed her off screen. You know, just so that he can end up being with Robin in the end anyway. It, it was just such a, I don't know, just like a long way around to get to what well, was such a cliche ending anyway. You know, you should have just ended it like that. You should have just let her be with Barney. Let him be with uh, the actress that, I honestly forget her name, that ended up being the mother. And just let it be that. But no, they ended it very cliche. It was very boring, very generic, very cookie cutter to a show that honestly wasn't that good. Like, I don't understand the following that show gets. I've never found it funny. I cannot stand Ted Mosby. I think he is the most annoying character ever created on a sh in a show. And I'm a fan of Ross from Friends, so imagine how annoying I find Ted Mosby. So, endings in general are always tough to pull off, right? It doesn't matter if it's a TV show, it doesn't matter if it's a movie, endings are always hard to pull off. It, it honestly just depends on how good the story is in general, right? Is the beginning good? Is the plot good? Is the entire purpose, meaning of the story any good? Because if it's not, how are you gonna pull off a good ending? And unfortunately, this applies to movies as well. So I'm going to start off with another controversial pick for something that I don't think was a good ending at all. And that is The Rise of Skywalker. I got a bad feeling about this. So this was the last of the new trilogy. The last Skywalker film in general. The last of the Skywalker saga. And I felt they crapped the bed. It wasn't good at all. It... You know, think of it what you will. You know, objectively, it's definitely the worst of the trilogy, of the new trilogy. It was lazy. It was boring. They basically threw the kitchen sink at force powers. They gave Ray all these random powers, and it's just like, okay, fine, I guess. None, none of it was good. Uh, you know, a big issue was it because, you know, Disney's just so controlling over the story. They're, they're very, very strict onto what you can and can't do. And they let up a little bit with The Last Jedi. They let Ryan Johnson do more creative things and they wound up with The Last Jedi, which I don't know why people didn't like it. I think it's the best one of the trilogy. I thought it was a great Star Wars movie. But unfortunately, there's a lot of backlash and Disney unfortunately listened to a very vocal minority, I believe. You know, uh, let's take, for instance, the character of Rose Tycho. 
who was introduced in The Last Jedi, who for some reason was hated, hated by this vocal minority. Honestly, I had no problem with her character. Like, I didn't think she added or detracted from the story. She was just there. I had no issue with her overall. But what they did to this poor girl in The Rise of Skywalker was almost criminal. It really was. Like, they basically just took her out of the movie completely. Again, this poor girl, the actress, the real person, Kelly Marie Tran, was harassed off of Twitter by people that were so upset with her character. It's like, guys, it's fake. It's all fucking fake. They're just flying around in outer space, shooting laser guns, going pew, pew, pew. None of it's real. You know, but you have this toxic fan base who feels some sense of entitlement, right? And put these wrong opinions out there. And unfortunately, Disney listened, which, you know, I think sets a really bad precedent. But that's a whole other matter entirely. So with the character of Rose Tycho in The Rise of Skywalker, they basically wrote her out of the movie. She barely had any lines. She, you know, I want to say she had maybe 10 to 20 lines in the whole movie at all. You know, like she, all she did was just hang around the base. You know, she had like one scene towards the end where she got off a ship, fired a gun a few times, got back on the ship. That was her her thing. That's it. They completely wrote her out of that movie. And like I feel that was completely unfair to her character. It compromised the story because you gave her a big role in The Last Jedi. Just take it away. So you're already compromising the quality of the story because you're compromising with outside influences instead of the ones that matter, the ones that are actually making the story. And then another thing that just wasn't good was Ray's journey. That started all the way with The Force Awakens, right? That, you know, she doesn't know who she is. She's a nobody. She wants to find some purpose, some meaning. And they ended up making it all meaningless. You know, the whole point of, of Ray's story was for her to make her own path, right? You know, for her to forge her own identity. And they took that away from her by making her the Emperor's granddaughter, which is so stupid. The Emperor is probably the most asexual character in all of Star Wars. The most asexual. All right? I'm telling you, C-3PO gets laid more than the Emperor does. All right? And you want me to believe that this guy had children who then had Rey. And they show Rey's parents, and they're just like two regular-ass people. So you want me to believe that these people are somehow related to the Emperor of the Galactic Empire? It's like, wow. <laughs> that was that was just dumb. So, you know, yeah, they had to attach her to like a family name. And it's just like... It's the same cycle with the Skywalkers, you know, and then you know, the, now now the Palpatines. But it's just the same people over and over again in these movies. That really makes me excited for the fact that they're dumping all the Skywalker stuff behind and making a new trilogy, hopefully in a whole different timeline, whole different set of people, and we never have to deal with these people ever again. And even at the end, when Ray took the Skywalker last name, was like, bro, that is so lame, so lame. Like you can, how about you just don't have a, don't have a last name, just be a first name person. It's fine. Plenty of people do it. Just as Zendaya. Um, and then Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. This guy, bro. Like, what they did to him in this movie was also just terrible. They, they just they played it way too safe in this movie. This movie was just a course correction from The Last Jedi. Everything in The Last Jedi that Ryan Johnson did and got creative with, they retconned. They got rid of it. They are like, nope, we're, we're going to retract all that back. Right? You know, he doubled down on Kylo's quote-unquote villainy right he is the bad guy right there was no redemption for him there really wasn't he murdered his dad you know and in, in this movie he's responsible for his mom's death as well he's not a good guy you know but all it took all it took was for him to hallucinate harrison ford who poor guy you can tell that he doesn't want to do these movies anymore but they keep showing up to his house with a truckload of money so he's not going to say no but at the same time he's like guys you already fucking killed me stop bringing me back it's over so all it took for kylo was to hallucinate Harrison Ford as Han Solo, talk to him, and then basically just throw away his red lightsaber, and all of a sudden he's a good guy. 
Then he goes shopping at H&M and buys a black long sleeve and some trousers. And all of a sudden, he's a good guy. And he goes to save Ray at the end. And it was it was just bad. You know, like they introduced some weird power that he and Ray have connected that makes the Emperor super powerful. And then the Emperor produces some super lightning that destroys spaceships. And it's just like you're, you're giving them all these. It's like you're turning this show into Dragon Ball Z at the end. You know, where a character has to get more powerful just to be another character. And it just, it wasn't good. And then Ray and Kylo kiss at the end, which felt very weird because this is literally a guy who has spent the last two movies trying to kill you and spent most of this movie trying to kill you as well. But hey, I'm going to kiss him. He's cute, which I understand. He's Adam Driver. He's very good looking. I probably did the same thing. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rise of Skywalker was very disappointing for me. I'm Again, I'm glad that they're done with the Skywalker saga and that they're going to move on to something else because... Yeah, no good, dude. No good. Now, another uh, film that was also part of a trilogy that also wasn't really any good. But honestly, it wasn't any good from the second movie on. The first movie is an absolute classic. You can't touch it. But when they, where they went from there, it just got weirder and weirder. And it was hard to really keep interest in it. And that was The Matrix Revolutions. So everybody knows The Matrix, right? The, the movie is hands down an absolute classic. That's a movie that I can put on at any time, watch it beginning to end, and just love it. Right, great action movie. But then when they went to the second and third movies, they tried to expand more on the universe and they, they got way too metaphorical. You know, in this movie in particular, they basically make Neo like um, an allegory for Jesus Christ. Right? Like at one point in the movie, somehow Agent Smith, who's a computer program, goes through a phone and enters a human body in the real world and controls that body. Right? Blinds Neo. He which is it's weird how he blinds him. He got a piece of Electrical wire, a huge piece of electrical wire, and stuck it in the guy's face. And all it did was just burn his eyes out. How the hell did the guy not die from the trauma of getting electricity through your goddamn eyes? So, blinds Neo, but all of a sudden, Neo can see in, like, Matrix code in the real world. With no explanation. We just have to accept it. Be like, all right, cool, I guess this is where we're at now with the story. So, that, that was strange. And then just the way that he resolves the conflict with the machines at the end of the movie is really weird. The movie was also way too long. It was, like, almost three hours. And again, three-hour movies are just a slog. They're so hard to get through if, there's no, if it's not interesting at all. It's, you, could, you could have trimmed so much fat from that movie. A good 20, 30 minutes in the movie could have been cut out. Yeah, it brings in all these characters that make no sense. It's like, you know, like the Oracle. All of a sudden, she's a different person. They don't explain why. She just is a different person. And then just the way that Neo... So again, how he resolves with the machines, he makes a deal with them, essentially, at the end. He gets to their home base, makes a deal with them, and the, but the Matrix is still around. Humans are still turn into batteries. They're still captured by these machines and living in the matrix, living in a fake world, but they're leaving the real humans in Zion alone. That was a deal. And then Neo basically dies and that's it. Movies, movies over. And so they're making a fourth one. I don't know what they're going to do in this one. I don't honestly, th I really think we don't need it. I think you should just leave it alone, but I don't know. I guess the Wachowskis need money. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, matrix, no good, no good. So the last film that I'm going to actually pick is a Dark Horse pick for me. So it, last week's podcast, my Dark Horse for what I, I felt was one of the best endings of a movie trilogy or saga was Jaws 3, <laughs> which I still stand by. It's a good movie. You guys should watch it. Now, for this week, my Dark Horse pick for what I thought was a terrible ending for a movie trilogy or saga is The Dark Knight Rises. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. Now... Yeah, you're probably going to think I'm crazy, right? The Dark Knight trilogy is, in its entirety, it's amazing. It's one of the best superhero trilogies that you're ever going to see. The Dark Knight itself is one of the greatest movies, 
right? Not superhero movies, movies ever made, right? Like you can't, you can't touch that movie. That movie is era defining. That Joker by Heath Ledger is iconic. You can never touch it. It is so, so good. Now the Dark Knight Rises, it, for me, it's not aging well. And you know, now to be fair, I feel honestly that the story was compromised uh, by the death of Heath Ledger. Because uh, there were a lot of articles that came out of like the initial treatment, like the initial drafts of the story was going to center around Bruce Wayne, uh, Batman, talking to Joker in Arkham Asylum to help him beat Bane, essentially. Kind of going to him for like, you know, kind of like a Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter scenario, right? Which would have been amazing. But unfortunately, Heath Ledger passed away, so that couldn't happen. Um, so, but you know, they still brought in Bane, who was excellent. You know, Tom Hardy, excellent actor, and he was great as Bane. You know, like I was even like I was even okay with the the accent where he just sounded like a guy that was constipated and inhales helium all day. It, you know, I, I was good with it. But the movie in general is just strange when you really think about it. First off, Bruce Wayne was barely Batman. He was Batman for maybe a, a few years, right? Like in the Dark Knight, in that scene where the Joker is talking to the mob bosses, he starts off by saying, "Let's start the clocks back a year," right? Talking about how Batman first appeared and started taking down the mob. I don't know a few months of him, you know, um, when he took down Raj al Ghul in Batman Begins. So he's been Batman, let's say, for like a year and a half by the end of The Dark Knight. And then basically right after that, you know, they say in The Dark Knight Rises, he goes into hiding. He becomes a hermit. He's gone for about, I want to say, five to six years. So he was really just Batman for a year and a half. So it was a little strange. It's like, okay, weird. Um, but the villain of the movie was good. Bane was great. Right, but I felt that at the end of the movie they ruin his character. Like they, they basically make him this force of nature, right? A guy who will literally snap every bone in your body if he feels like it. Now at the end of the movie he just becomes like a big blubbering mess. You know, I won't say why, but it's just it's odd. He's he cries at one point, it's like, why are you doing that? You know, it, it was it was really weird. Uh and then, you know, the movie just again, also another long movie. This movie was I think over two and a half hours, and you could have cut out a good ten to fifteen minutes into that movie, and that's it. You would have been good. And this movie also has what I believe is one of the worst death scenes that you're ever going to see in a movie. I'm not going to say which character it is that dies because it's important to the plot. But it's going to happen towards the end of the movie. And you'll know. You'll know what which character this is because you're just going to see how the character dies and it's dumb. They're basically just going to convulse back and forth for like a few seconds and then just basically just plop over and that's it. They're dead. It, it was really bad. And this is an actor or actress, I'm not going to say, that has won an Oscar. And had a terrible death scene. Not convincing at all. So that really took me out of it. So the way this movie ends, Batman dies, right? Bruce Wayne and Batman die. He takes this nuclear device out into the ocean. It explodes. It dies. He, right? He's dead. And he leaves behind his Batcave, his legacy, to this character um, who's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I forget the name of the officer, but his real name is Robin. So there you go. Robin's in the movie. And he leaves him a bag that leads him to the Batcave so he can be the new Batman. Which, first off, is already flawed. This guy has no training, right? He's a cop, so he has police training, obviously. But he's not fucking Batman. He hasn't been trained by ninjas in a mountain. He has no idea what to do. The guy's going to use a grappling hook, swing, and he's going to smash into a building and die. And the movie's over. Done. So, a little odd that he did that. So... The movie ends with Alfred, who's uh, Bruce Wayne's butler and best friend. He's out in a cafe in Europe somewhere, right? Packed cafe full of people, right? I, I miss those days, honestly, you know, being somewhere was full of people, but that's another story. And 
we see him order, you know, a coffee, and then he's just looking off into the distance, and then his face totally changes. Next thing we know, we pan over, and then we see Bruce Wayne sitting across from him having um, a little lunch with Catwoman, who was played by Anne Hathaway, who I didn't like, but I don't like Anne Hathaway. And, yeah, so basically he faked his death, right? So everybody back up at Gotham thinks that Batman and Bruce Wayne are both dead. You know, they think Bruce Wayne died in what was going on with Bane's army. So, you know, they no one puts two and two together that he's Batman, which it's still a little weird, you know, because then it's just like, why would Bruce Wayne fake his death? You know, it, it's it's dumb when you really think about it, right? Because now he's in, a, he's in a packed cafe full of people, right? And Bruce Wayne is a very famous man. He's a billionaire, right? He's a billionaire playboy, essentially, right? He, he was Tony Stark before Tony Stark. Like, in The Dark Knight, he took an entire company of ballerinas on a yacht because he felt like it. It was going to be a distraction for a mission he was on. But he did it. You know, you don't do that without being known. So how are you going to be in a cafe full of people and not expect for someone to walk by and be like, holy shit, you're a Bruce Wayne. I thought you were dead. And now everyone in, in, back in Gotham is going to be like, why would this guy fake his death? You know, like, you don't think someone at some point is going to put two and two together? That he's Batman? Hell, the character that plays uh, that's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt figured out he was Batman because of the way he looks, because of his attitude, his personality. He's like, oh, yeah, that's why I know you're Batman. We have the same look. So it's like, if something that stupid can, can make someone figure out that he's Batman, I'm pretty sure people will put two and two together as to why he faked his death. So Dark Knight Rises, I'm sorry, not a good ending to a trilogy. Not not good. It's not aging well, you know. Um, they they did what they could, but I, I felt they could have done a lot better. But, you know, but that's just me. So with all that talk of things ending, that's it for this week's episode. So hopefully this ending <laughs> is uh, better than the ones that I've talked about. I hope you guys enjoyed you know hearing me just gush about the good stuff and complain about the bad stuff. But talk to me. I want to hear everything. I want to hear if you guys agree with my decisions. Do you think the Dark Knight Rises isn't that good? Or you think it's great and then I'm full of shit. Just let me know. All right. My uh, Instagram handle as always is at Alexis underscore says underscore. And just reach out. All right, guys. I'll see you all next week. Be safe and peace out.